Welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I am your host, and I am the Running Rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. I'm having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we all help to build a theology of self-care, exploring how we care for ourselves by being active persons in whatever way feels best for us as we seek to live out our faith. This is episode 21, and my guest on the episode today is Robin Telfian, and Robin is the founder and CEO of a company called Shude. And I'm going to let her explain to you what Shude is. That is S-H-O-O-D. And I'm going to let her explain it to you as she has found this opportunity to turn something that she loves into something that can also help others. And she talks about how she balances these two things, both with boundaries and also just with general self-care. And so we hear that Robin is a busy woman and does a lot of things, but that does not prevent her from also taking care of herself and helping people in some amazing ways at the same time. So let's dive in and let's hear this conversation with Robin as we continue to learn about our own self-care. All right, so we are joined today by Robin Telfian, and and Robin has this awesome and great story that we're going to dive into here today. Robin, welcome. How are you doing today? Doing awesome. How about you? I am doing well. Uh, Spring is finally coming here in Virginia. I think hopefully winter has had its last stand. Um, We just had our Shamrock Sports Fest down here in, in the Hampton Roads, and it was beautiful weather. So it's, it's nice when spring finally makes it around. Absolutely. Um, we we like to start here on the Active Faith Podcast. We like to dive into who our guests are. So why don't we start out? Tell us who you are, where you are from, and how you are active. Oh, absolutely. Um, I am from Richmond, Virginia. Um, that's where I live now. I grew up in Western Kentucky, so I'm a transplant here in Richmond. Um, I'm the mom of two boys, and um, I have an awesome husband named Brad. Um, I'm also the founder and CEO of Shoot Shoes for Good, uh, which is one of the reasons we're bringing on bringing you on here today. We want to talk about Shoes for Good. You know, so much here on the Active Faith Podcast is about taking care of ourselves. It's building this theology of self care and what it means to care for ourselves, so that we can care for others. Because we definitely recognize that that is the nature. Uh, in which God has placed us on this earth to do this work. And so it is so cool. Uh, a, a mutual friend of ours connected us, uh, and it really has become one of these opportunities for us to to dive into that other side, right? We're going to look at how Robin takes care of herself, but also how that has driven this passion for her to care for others. So so Robin, how are you active? Um, you know, I'm, you know, Right. It's it's funny because, well, I know we'll get into like who shoot is and what it's all about. Um, but and I work a lot with avid runners. However, I myself am more of a fun. I call myself a fun runner. So go. I'm doing, you know, three miles or, and do some fun 10 K's and things like that with friends. To me, that's a really uh, great thing to do running with friends. Um, but I'm not an avid runner, but I do love to run also Peloton. Um, and also just anything I can do outside that's active. Um, again, I have two very busy boys um, and an active husband. So we're always out and about in the water or 
any place we can go where we can have some fun. I think we've had a lot of folks who uh, not just have been on the podcast, but follow the podcast where chasing children is their manner of activity. Um, (laughs) And with two small children myself, I can definitely attest to uh, the active lifestyle that that bears in my life. Um, And so uh, we, we love always hearing the how, but why? Why are you active? You know, I think for me, I turned 51 this year. And I think when you hit that 50, that number 50, I think it's um, just so important to eat right and um, and to be active, um, just to stay as healthy as long as we can. You know, I, I plan to be here for a very, very long time. Uh, and I'd like to be healthy the entire time I'm here. So that's my goal. Um, and I think when I'm active and I'm eating right and um, I just feel better. And uh, I think that's my goal is to just feel as good as I can. And um, I think when you feel good, you're more active and you can do more things, definitely in the community. And so I want to start where things are right now with Shude to help our listeners begin to unpack what has gotten you to this place in your journey. Because again, like I was just saying, on this podcast, we focused on the self-care side of ourselves uh, so that we can care for others. So now we have someone on the podcast and Robin here, as you all are listening, who, you know, not unlike many of the clergy folks that I've interviewed, but uh, Robin has this nonprofit shoe that the shoes for good that uh, she does this amazing work with. So before we dive into Robin's journey, I, I want to give her the platform for a second and have her just talk for a minute about shoe so that we can be informed, not just on this cool, awesome charity but also, uh, I'm hoping it will give us a little bit of insight into Robin's life, Robin's work, what she does, uh, and then we dive in more to that conversation of how she cares for herself in the midst of that. So, Robin, what is Shoed? And and for our listeners, I'm spelling that, or it is spelled S H O O D, Shoed. And I'll put a link to the website in the podcast notes. But Robin, what is Shoed? So shoot is a it's it's a volunteer run uh, nonprofit that I started about five years ago. Uh, we are totally Richmond based at this point. However, one of our goals is to take it outside of Richmond, wherever there's a need and there's a strong running community. That's where we want to be. Um, shoot, uh, we collect um, men's and women's new and gently used running shoes. We recondition them and then we distribute them to those who are homeless or living in poverty in Richmond, Virginia. Um, Since 2017, uh, we've distributed over 10,000 pairs of shoes locally. So we've been very, very busy (laughs) and uh, and loving every minute of it. And so this is uh, for those of you who who may be familiar, um, you know, this is the kind of thing runners will tend to put about three to 500 miles on a pair of shoes. Um, You know, I've got friends who can do less. Excuse me. I've got friends who do less. I've got friends who do more. But uh, runners put three to 500 miles on a pair of shoes. That's kind of the sign of a good running shoe. Um, But one of the things I love hearing and that that Robin and I and I've seen on our website is, you know, that's not the end of the life of a running shoe. Uh, there are so many more uses that that can take on. Many of us I know will, I was saying, I, I'll often use them for grass cutting shoes um, or just like hanging around walking shoes. But a lot of times, you know, we just don't have a place. And so the running shoes will end up in the garbage or whatever. And, and they still have this life. They still have this use. 
they still have something they can be utilized for. And so uh, companies here like Shoot, like Robin was saying, comes in and, and helps for those who may not be able to afford shoes and gives them a good pair of shoes to be on their feet, whether, you know, I don't know, these these folks uh, just just need something to keep their feet warm or what. And we uh, and so Robin is the uh, founder and owner, correct? Yes. CEO. Yes. CEO. Um, and so <laughs> Robin is is very busy, I can assume, uh, <laughs> helping coordinate donation sites, coordinating with uh, with other nonprofits in Richmond to help sh make sure that the shoes get distributed. Um, and so, Robin, uh, let, let's dive into the personal side of this. So, so what does uh, we'll, we'll say uh, an average day look like for you uh, as for a home. As a leader of a nonprofit, CEO of a nonprofit, as a mom, um, as a person who desires to be active for themselves, what does an average day look like for you? Um, it is crazy. Um, I, you know, we get up in the morning, we've got carpool first off. Um, and, and I tell you, the only one that's excited to leave my house in the morning to go to school is my dog. Um, he's like <laughs> loving the carpool, head out the window, the kids are complaining, uh, getting them to school. And then that really, when I come back, that starts my day. Usually I work out as soon as I drop them off. Cause I find that if I can do that first off, um, then I can kind of move into my day a little bit um, smoother. Um, and then I have no excuses to not get my workout in. Uh, but then it, it really takes off. Like, for instance, just this week, um, we have done four, we call them, it's our shoe, shoe giveaways, but we call them shoe shares. And we've done four shoe shares in the last five days. And so this is our fourth one today. Um, I will tell you, uh, I have, uh, I, I've, I'm very excited for this afternoon shoot chair, but I also am uh, uh, excited to just chill out, have a big old glass of wine with my uh, husband and, and have some fun. But, uh, but usually my days, it just depends on the day. Uh, there's a lot of collecting shoes. There's a lot of phone calls that are, ha that are made. Um, we work a lot. We are very fortunate with what we do with our nonprofit that we work with other nonprofits and churches within our community. So there's a lot of conversations going on, a lot of partnerships. And um, we're very fortunate uh, to have strong partnerships with lots of folks. Um, so a lot, of, uh, a lot of phone calls are being made. Uh, my car is typically always full of shoes. Uh, my kids have to sit on shoes sometimes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad for them at times, but they know that mom's doing some good work, you know. Um, and then also my kids are involved. So this afternoon, um, you know, I'll pick up one of my sons. One of my son has sports. The other one will go to our shoe giveaway with us and he'll work right, right alongside of me. So um, it's definitely a family affair. And, uh, and again, very fortunate to have lots of volunteers that um, are also involved in this, but the days are very busy, but they're very rewarding. I don't know, a car full of shoes. It, it sounds <laughs> like a runner, just a regular runner. I think I've got like five or six pairs in my car right now. Um, but I try and keep them in the trunk. Otherwise, sometimes my car may smell. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll laugh because in the very beginning, I didn't, I had to learn my lesson the hard way. So, you know, I had all these shoes in there. So now I bag them properly. So there's no smell anymore. Smart. <laughs> Febreze too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, smart move. Uh, that could be a toxic situation in that car without, without those shoes and bags. That's right. Uh, so, so as we look out in the community, 
what is this importance of shoes? You know, I mean, we talk about, you know, people needing shoes, whether it's, you know, runners, you need a good pair of shoes to, you know, not hurt yourself. But in the afterlife of that shoe for a runner, what becomes the importance of shoes around the community? You're really establishing this base with this one very particular item. So what's the importance of it? Well, and, and I'll kind of back it up a little bit because I think it'll it'll explain kind of why we focus on running shoes. But yeah. um, I was inspired, like I, when my kids went to school, um, my youngest went to school, I was kind of looking for a place to put my energy. And um, and what I found that when I'm, when I'm trying to focus on what I need to be doing, um, sometimes when I, when I really focus on others, that's when it shows up for me in this really beautiful way. And um, I was helping out at a soup kitchen at our church at Grace and Holy Trinity, we have a soup kitchen called Red Door, and um, it's right in Monroe Park, and um, it's a great uh, soup kitchen on Fridays, and I was there, and the funny thing about soup kitchens is most people want to work in the kitchen, however, I'm the worst cook on the planet, no one, no one wants me cooking, and my husband, thank goodness, is the best cook ever, (laughs) and uh, so I actually worked the floors and really became close with a lot of the soup kitchen guests that were, uh, that were coming in, and uh, one of the things that I notice in the community we serve is consistency is a big deal. Um, so me being a consistent face on the floor all the time, I really started having great conversations. And this one particular day, uh, one of the regulars came in, his name's David. Um, he came in and I had my running gear on that day. I'd had a run that morning and he, he asked me for a pair of shoes cause this was worn out. And um, he then uh, I said, yeah, of course, I'll get you a pair. And he, he then he then asked me, I wonder what happens to runner's shoes after a big race. And I mean, just a giant light bulb went on. And I really had been praying and, and asking, like, what am I supposed to be doing next? What's my what am I what am I doing? And then this question lands in my lap in this really, really beautiful way. And I just couldn't shake it. And I really started researching it. You know, and what I found in our community, can't speak for others, but definitely in Richmond, was that um, no one was consistently getting running shoes and keeping them in Richmond. They had mm-hmm. shoes that were going out of Richmond, going to you know, other countries, other areas. But I saw the need personally by working at the soup kitchen. I saw the need locally. And I knew that. I wanted to do something where I kept the shoes for the people that I was seeing every day, you know, driving down the streets of Richmond and, um, and at the soup kitchen. And so for me, that running shoe idea really came from a conversation. Um, and then it it just, again, it just, it just kind of built, built from there. And I knew, you know, the majority, the average of, uh, folks who are, you know, who are in poverty walking, it's about 10 to 15 miles per day, you know, um, which, yeah, you know, so Having those really, really great shoes, um, comfortable shoes, um, is important. And so, you know, they're walking to appointments, and it just—it's just needed. And so, for me, the running shoe just made total, absolute sense. Um, and so, that's kind of where the focus of running shoes, you know, really came to be. Um, and then, even within that you know, I wanted to give them the best shoes possible. So again, that, that running, I, the runners, the avid runners, um, you know, going through shoes, 300 to 500 miles, retiring them at 300, 500 miles. 
they were the perfect target for who mm-hmm. we were, what we wanted to do. So I actually, when this idea happened, I went to, uh, I was introduced to Jeff Wells at Fleet Feet, mm-hmm. uh, who's the owner of Fleet Feet. I kind of went into him and I said, Hey, listen, you know, he took a chance on us. Like we were, we were just, I, I just, this is an idea, you know? And I went in and said, Hey, can we put boxes in your store? And he looked at me and he, he said, what do you really want to do with this? And I said, well, I want to get the best shoes possible on these folks, you know, on the community I want to serve and I want to make sure they fit. And so uh, when we, we just looked at each other, we're like, let's do it. And so he's been one of probably uh, the, the most important partner we've had since the beginning. So not only does Fleet Feet collect um, running shoes for us, but Jeff Wells uh, basically comes to every shoe giveaway we have and sizes everybody personally. So not only are they getting a really, really great pair of shoes, but they're getting a shoe pair of shoes that fit. Yeah. Um, so that was another big piece to it. And then even within that, you know, you can kind of tell the energy started growing and the ideas started growing. And uh, what what I really what it really goes down to is this idea that everyone deserves dignity uh, to be treated with dignity. And so it's getting the best pair of shoes. We clean up those shoes that come in. And then we distribute them in a way that is a really good feel. Uh, we basically set up many shoe stores um, wherever we go. Um, you know, you can imagine you walk in, everybody's checked in. We don't check IDs or anything like that. We just get a name where they're welcomed. And, um, you know, there's hundreds of pairs of shoes waiting for them to try on. Uh, everyone gets size and they get to shop the shoes alongside our volunteers Uh, You know, we tie shoes, we change socks, whatever we need to do. And we're kind of, it's that idea. And if you you go out online, you can see pictures, but we are actually below, we're on the ground um, underneath our guests and serving them in a way um, that's really special, Uh, not only for our guests, but for our volunteers. Our volunteers love it. Um, And we're helping them shop and then they leave with a really great pair of shoes. Um, And then along with that, we give them foot care bags uh, with, you know, nail clippers and foot powder and just basic things that, and Bomba Socks, that's another big partner of ours. Um, And it's just this really big thing where it's all about, it's just a, it's just dignity and it's a big love fest. (laughs) We love it. (laughs) You can tell. (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and uh, you know, I'll say Bombas is another great company Uh, for those unfamiliar. Again, uh, I'll put a link in the, in the notes. It's a company when you buy a pair of socks, they give us, they give socks um, to those who are in need of socks, homeless shelters. Um, I think Robin can testify socks are the number one thing that are needed in a lot of homeless shelters, uh, just because uh, they're, they, they don't stay together too well. I think just, I think most runners and walkers know that, you know, even a good pair of socks doesn't last forever. So they definitely are in need of those and in need of the shoes as well. Uh, and I love that it, it came, it came from two directions, right? It came from this desire to help people right from the from the soup kitchen and and being sort of on the floor with the folks who are in need and really being in relationship and seeing what are your needs what do you need what would help you uh but then it also fostered out of this sense of your own active lifestyle your own manner of self-care and so it's almost like you turned something that was a manner of self-care to then become and drive something that you could use to help others. And as we think about building that theology of self-care within ourselves, we know there becomes that point when we care for ourselves so that we can care for others. And when we recognize that nature, we begin to work within it. 
And I think it's finding that balance. And it's something I know working as a clergy person in the church is a balance that's tough to find for a lot of us is, okay, am I caring for myself enough so that the care that I'm offering to others is of good quality or whatever, however we want to define it. And not to say that you probably have it all solved. I'm sure some days are better than others. Um, but what does your balance look like? You're going and you're doing these, these shooed shares. Um, I've got a shooed shares really slowly. Uh, you're doing these shooed shares. You're doing these giveaways. You're doing all these collections. You're working with all these different organizations. And then at the same time, you are trying to be in the right mental headspace so that when you're serving in the community with Shude, when you're with your family, or just when you meet, need like some time just to relax yourself, what does that balance look like for you of, I'm caring for myself, but I'm also caring for others? Yeah, I have to say, like, I, I, I think the balance, I don't know if there is a balance, because I feel, I try, I try. But what I really notice, I'll be honest, uh, you know, uh, and I'm sure other people out there are the same way. I feel like for me, um, I do, I do what's in front of me to the best of my ability. And so, um, and at the same time, my fam, I'm very fortunate to have a great family, my kids and my husband who understand what we're doing and again, are involved with what we do. So sometimes shoots number one in the household, you know, uh, sometimes the dog's number one. I mean, I'll be honest. So it depends on the day, but, um, at the same time, I think we as a unit work together. Um, and I do believe like tomorrow, the last few days have been totally shooed. We actually had a charity event before the shoe chairs started. It's been crazy. Uh, but tomorrow it'll be all about me. And so it'll be me having a really nice run. It'll be, you know, having lunch with friends, you know, it's that kind of thing. So I think for me, it's maybe not a balance every day, but I think it's, it's understanding kind of looking at that, uh, you know, what's, what do I need to do today? And then what do I need to do tomorrow to help to, to really take care of myself? And again, I try to do it every day, but uh, some days are better than others. But at the same time, I'm very happy with my life. And um, and I again, I'm really fortunate to have a husband who goes, here's a glass of wine, honey, go sit down. <laughs> I'll fix dinner. <laughs> and and one of the things that I hear that that I actually don't think we have quite covered on this podcast yet as we've talked is this idea of boundaries and how important sort of creating clear, distinct boundaries can be in our self-care. Um, I know for me, I, I really parse out my day in terms of what I'm doing. And so I set this firm timeline of saying, okay, this is when I'm going to run. And then um, setting with my wife, all right, who am I waking up? Who am I taking to school? Knowing those kinds of things. And then when I get to work, it's like, all right, what am I working on? When am I working? What are my hours? You know, what are the events? What are the meetings that I have? And it seems like, especially uh, for you, and I think a lot of our listeners may see that it's in creating of those boundaries. And sometimes those boundaries are hard to define, or sometimes, you know, you have to say, all right, you know, honey, we got a lot of shoe shares coming up. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to need a couple of days. And then after those days, after all those shoe shares, you know what, we're going to go and we're going to have like a weekend or we're going to have, you know, we'll, we'll go out and get dinner together. Um, when was, I, I, 
how long did it maybe take you to learn that? I know that I hope that's not a an imposing question, but I struggle with it. <laughs> um, and and I'm sometimes aware and cognizant of it. Um, but 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 how long was something like that? How long did it take you to kind of learn that and to unpack that and to get to where you are today? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, from the very beginning, my husband and I uh, have always had date nights. I mean, so mm-hmm. that that's been all the way through. So that was before shoot. So it's, it was always very important that we just have a night to just have some fun. Um, and even when the kids were really small, so that, that is always, and we've never taken that away. So that that's been very important to us. Um, but I do think like that first, probably the first year of shoot, like shoot, it was, you know, I just put so much energy into it. And actually my husband was like, okay, we got to have some family time too. So, and I'm the type of person I give 110% to anything I do. So he knows who I, you know, he knows who I am, who I am and my personality, but it was, we did, we had a great conversation around it. And so we really did do exactly what you said. And we started carving that time out and understanding mom needs to get through these, these, these few days. And then it is all family, you know, and I will be a, you know, I'll be a 110% family. So, uh, but again, very fortunate to have the family that I have and they helped me figure it out as I went along and, um, and, you know, and again, still not perfect, but, uh, try my best every day and, uh, uh, learning a lot every day. Well, and again, you know, here on active faith, you know, we're not looking, we're not looking for the, uh, we're not looking for the the perfect. We're not looking for everybody who has their life straight. We're just looking to learn from one another. And uh, as I think about it, and as I look at these lessons that, that we can take away that we can help with ourselves is it, it really does come in being aware of what is going on, both within us, and with those who are around us. Yes. And I think for a lot of us, we take on these awesome and these cool projects. Like I think about Shude, um, and before you and I jumped on 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 this uh, recording here, you know, we were talking a little bit about Souls for Souls. Is that something that that I have a little bit of experience with? That I saw the boxes and in, in in Richmond and some of the stores that I went into. Um, but just thinking about things like Shude of helping the community of being aware of where our time is going and what we're doing. And if we're trying to understand how we're caring for ourselves um, and we want to be intentional about making sure that in caring for ourselves, we're finding ways to be active, whether and and I remind our listeners again, whether that is running, cycling, you you hop on the Peloton or you're like my wife who her manner of activity, like Robin was chasing the kids around. You know, I mean, we're getting moving, we're getting going, we're, we're trying to find ways to be active and care for ourselves so that we can care for others. And so are we finding those times? Are we uh, at least attempting to create those systems of balance within our life? And I think when we take that opportunity and hopefully inward, inwardly reflect that we can look at it and say, oh, cool, yeah you know, I've had this time over here. And hopefully we can see, oh, it's been a really busy week. Um, and whether it's someone that you're close with that can help you to understand that, or whether you understand it yourself is saying, okay, I've been really busy over here. Now, how can I take care of myself over here? Um, because I think we hear your joy and passion, passion for shoot, just like any number of listeners will have a joy and passion for something. And so how do we keep that joy and passion going? 
Um, and that's, that's always the big question, isn't it? but it's called shooting stars and basically that program and it really really kind of blew up over when, when during covid when we had a little time i kind of sat with the idea and uh one of the things that we started with this year is working with um the richmond public schools partnering with them and um we are now putting a running shoes and track spikes on the five inner city high schools. Mm. So that's like um, Armstrong, George with Huguenot, um, TJ, Thomas Jefferson, and John Marshall. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, we do cross country, we do out indoor and outdoor track and field. So right now we just started the uh, spring season with, uh, with we just did John Marshall yesterday and then we'll do um, Huguenot today, and then we'll continue with the other schools until everybody's uh, everybody's sized and fit. So that that's like a program. Like you, you think you're gonna just you're you know you're gonna move outside of Richmond. However, another need showed up, and that came that was a true need. We got a call from a coach. So just when I think we're gonna do one thing, um, I'm uh, something else shows up in a beautiful way that's real um, and organic. And so um, you know that's a program that we've got going. And again, we believe in consistency. Consistency. So uh, we will continue that program every year that we can. And um, so, yeah, again, like I said, just, you know, you think, oh, now we're going to move over to Petersburg. Now we're going to move down. Well, now, no, no, we're going to we're going to continue in Richmond until we figure this this area out. It's kind of piloting it here in Richmond. But I, I do believe that Richmond, I, I do believe shoot could go um, anywhere. There's a need in the community um, and also a strong running community. And so what does that team look like around you as y'all are looking for places to, to serve, um, not just to receive, but to give as well? Uh, what sort of team and everything do you have around you? Because we definitely hear and know that when it comes to not just self-care, but other care, uh, it's, it's the community and the village that surrounds you. And so what does that team look like that helps you, helps Shude, helps y'all do this work? You know, I, I would say, you know, the it's so many. I mean, there's so many people because it, it it takes so many to to run this program. And again, with us being volunteer run, it's it's uh, you know, you just you, these volunteers are unpaid employees basically, mm -hmm. and we have an incredible group that's that's been most of them have been with me from the beginning and some people have shown up and what, what's amazing about shoot is people show up and then some people stay some people go but it's all very fluid and beautiful and um so many people have these incredible talents and and uh, that that want to uh, not only again share their talents but also there's people who donate shoes. There's people who donate money. Um, there's board members. And there's so many people that show up in this beautiful way uh, that support me on a daily basis. And I couldn't do what I do without them. And the people around me, I would, I will say they love shoot as much as I do. And that's mm -hmm. important to have people who have really positive attitudes and also are big believers in this idea of dignity. And every decision we make is it it's all about how we treat 
others. And so um, not only our guests that come through shoe cheers, but also um, the people who donate to us as far as uh, the shoe donors, you know, how can we, um, how can we thank them as much as we can? So it's, it's, it's just this beautiful thing that's, that's shown up, but also the partnerships that we have are incredibly important. Um, we couldn't do what we do without um, the running community. I mean, we, we, can't, we couldn't, um, you know, we've got sports backers, um, the, the half marathon and marathon training team. Um, they actually have a box that they collect shoes, um, which is incredible. You know, again, we have Fleet Feet. Um, we have all kinds of different uh, running shoe stores, um, you know, that, that we got Lucky Road who does the track spike. So we, we've got some really great um, um, or, uh, different partnerships that we have in the community. And alongside of that, we also have this really great church communities, um, different churches. And it's not one denomination, which I, mm-hmm. I love that part of it. It's, it's everyone because what we do is about love and um, it's not about like a particular religion, which I like. Um, we go to St. Peter's Catholic. We go to uh, Grace and Holy Trinity's uh, Red Door. Um, we go to St. Thomas um, Episcopal on the north side. And one of the things that we do with our partners um, is we we find different areas of Richmond that there's a need. Um, and we go back there every six months. So we also have that really strong partnership with them where we return. We return. Mm-hmm. And um and we also have just got a great relationship with Caritas, which is one of our favorite nonprofits. Yeah. I think what they do. And in Richmond is amazing. We just on Saturday went, um, and this was our fourth time for doing this, but we sized um, and fit the men and women. Uh, they have a group that does the uh, monument, uh, Ucrops Monument 10K. Mm-hmm. They have a training team. So not only are these folks in recovery, but they're also... Uh, training for a 10k they're amazing and i've run with them a few times on saturdays and it's just a um an incredible group so again those partnerships it it makes my life um easier like i, I guess i should say because um to have really great people that are supportive of shoot um and again it's much bigger than i am so i'm very fortunate to have great people around me and it not only you're you're a business that's driven off of activity, and I mean, say business, but but a nonprofit, uh, which which I think is the other cool thing because um, you know a lot of these shoes, it could be really easy for someone, uh, a nonprofit or a company, to go and to just buy a bunch of shoes for folks and stuff like that. Um, but what you're doing is you're asking folks, you know, to take take what they have, to take what uh, they don't need anymore, and um, and use it for others. Uh, like I said, you know, three to 500 miles in a pair of running shoes. Uh, my coach often only gets about 250 out of his. And I just think to myself, I'm like, and, and you look at them and they're like, well, there's nothing really wrong with that shoe. Um, and so there's, it sounds like there's also an encouragement for you. There, there's a, there's a space for you all to encourage activity in the Richmond running area. Uh, and so, uh, you, you talked a little bit about that, but let's, let's dive into that a little bit more as we're talking about encouraging activity. Uh, what, what role does Shude play on that end of not just encouraging the activity, maybe of those that they're helping, right? Cause we hear that y'all are doing the stuff in the high schools and, and helping folks with their 10 case, but how are, how are you encouraging activity in Richmond? Cause I mean, your business relies on runners coming in to drop off shoes. Um, And so I have to think that at some level and in a good way, you're not peer pressuring folks into running, 
Um, that's my <laughs> job. That's my job. That's my job. I'll, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Um, but I'm sure that there's definitely an encouragement within the Richmond running scene because you want to see people running, not just to then receive the shoes, but also just because you want to see people physically active and to encourage that physical activity. And so, so what does that side of shoe look like? You know, I, I think for us, like we're always like, for instance, we'll be at the expo. So if anybody's mm-hmm. at the Monument 10K Expo, we're always at the Marathon Expo. Um, we love to be in front of people and again, cheering them on, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and we love to see them running. I mean, I if uh, if you know me, I'm always asking people when their next race is, because I do want them to uh, to be as active as possible. But, um, you know, one of the things that we say, and you, you were kind of hitting on this, but one of our one of the kind of our hashtags um, is miles to give, because mm-hmm. um, it's this idea that, um, you know, if, if a shoe doesn't work for you. Right. We, again, love those avid runners. The shoe doesn't work for you. Don't let it sit in that closet, you know, get it and get it in a shoe, even one of our uh, shoe donation bins and uh, let us put it on some feet. But again, yeah, the activity piece is, is key. I mean, I love to drive down Richmond and see, I see all those runners running down that sidewalk. I get so excited about that. I can't stand it. And I'm, I'm the creepy person in the, in the uh, grocery line. Who's like, what are you gonna do with those shoes when you're done? <laughs> I always embarrass my kids when I do that, especially like men with like the lot big bit. We we need a lot of the men's larger sizes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that person. <laughs> my kids. I was are gonna like, say. I just imagine like. Robin like at a finish line of like monument, yes. ten thousand runners, and she's just holding up a sign that says, "What's your <laughs> shoes gonna do next?" You you guys should get into so. Yes. Um, I remember I did the Tough Mudder a few times. I don't know if y'all have ever seen this, but, you know, you get all those muddy shoes. I want to say that they collect those shoes to give to folks. And I just remember, I think I did the Tough Mudder three times. And every year, just because they get so messed up and dirty throughout the race, like, I just take the shoes off and drop them in the area. And they, like, hose them off. And I guess they 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 give them. I mean, it, it's such a great understanding to know um that in the midst of i mean what a great tangible thing and and again like this is why I, when uh so again uh our mutual friend uh, i'm gonna give him a shout out marco brian um and make sure i tag him in the posts on this episode and give him a heckle him for it but um <laughs> you know connected us because it is such a great story it's both an encouragement to physical activity and it is an encouraging physical activity you you all at Shude are coming in on the other side to help those who need help, right? And so, so I can come out here and I can run in a pair of running shoes. And then when I have ended the life of those running shoes for, for what I can get out of them, I know that I can still help other people. Um, and I mean, that's not to say that, you know, you probably wouldn't appreciate a bunch of new pairs of shoes. Um, but just to know that like everything's got a usefulness, like everything, everything can be useful and everything can go towards this understanding of helping others, of building the kingdom, of doing all of this work that we are called to do. Um, and it's in that that we also encourage folks. Uh, and so, you know, you heard a couple of races that Robin was talking about Monument Avenue 10K that's coming up here in about a month in Richmond uh, and, and is one of the bigger 10K races in the country. 
the Richmond Marathon weekend uh, is is in November this year. I'm running the half, uh, which I love. I love the Richmond half. So maybe I'll like time up some some running shoes. Make sure I drop them off for you. Um, <laughs> Yay! Um, yeah, there you go. Um, and so you know, if if you're in if you're in Richmond, it it can be an amazing opportunity for you to connect with Shoot with this company. And really integrate that self-care that you've been practicing, whether it is walking, running, whatever it is. I mean, I'll say as someone, my wife gets running shoes just for just for her, you know, walking around purposes, her regular day-to-day shoe. And, you know, we're keenly aware that when she's done using them, we make sure that we're taking them again, you know, when I because I'm always at my local running store. They've always got a box out, just like. Robin talks about whether it's shoot, whether it's anything, these, these, these places that can use those to help others. Um, I mean, I will plug if you're in Richmond, make sure you drop them in those shoot boxes. Um, but there is that big need and it's so uh, great and amazing to see that. Um, so let's, let's move ourselves to these end of podcast questions. I mean, I feel like I could talk about shoot and talk with Robin about shoot all day. Um, but I try and keep these episodes to an hour. So, uh, but, but Robin, let's dive into these end of podcast questions. And, you know, I think some of these have probably made their way out over the course of the conversation, but, uh, we would just love to hear as we close our time together, what is something you have done that has made you feel accomplished? Oh, definitely shoot. I mean, I I definitely, yeah. (laughs) I, I love my kids. I've, I've got two <laughs> incredible kids. I've got an awesome husband. I've got a great dog. Uh, but I have to say, I think all of us would say shoot, because again, this is something that showed up that was really unexpected. And um, we've worked together as a team. Um, so not only me and my family, but also lots of other folks. So I think that's probably um, probably the, the biggest accomplishment is just um watching it grow. And just, again, it's, it has little to do with me. I keep it on the track, but uh, a lot, it's just created this really awesome energy. And I think a lot of people, it's made a lot of connections just with, um, you know, the, the running community to people, the guests, but also volunteers to guests. So I'm very, I'm very happy with all that. So you said that the five-year anniversary is on the 17th, right? Yes, it is. So, and, and I think y'all will be listening to this that week. So, so at the, this episode is going to come out on April the 13th. And so you'll be here and Robin, just as they're preparing for their five-year anniversary. So Robin, uh, as we're recording this here at the end of March, uh, do you have the total number of running shoes that Shoed has given away in five years? So we've given away over 10,000. Um, it's, it's way over. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, just another thing that we do kind of on the, uh, if we're, if shoot is not able to use the shoes, we actually give them to other organizations. So that again, they're all staying here. So we gave away 200, I think last week to Mercy Mall. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, those things are constantly going. Um, it's just, it's amazing. So our numbers are just blowing it. And thanks to big shoe donations that come in, we're able to do our work. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Over 10,000 pairs of shoes. That is more shoes than I will ever wear in my lifetime. Um, <laughs> and I wear and about, we and I get about- 
We've done over 50 shoot shares too. Oh, so that's another big shoot, shoot giveaway. Even during COVID. I mean, COVID definitely, I think, cramped all of our styles, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we still were able to, to pull that off. So, Hey, running shoe sales is something that went up during COVID. Yeah. So we had people all over buying running shoes. Friends, if you need a place for those running shoes to go now. <laughs> um, exactly. All right. So uh, what is an upcoming goal that you have? Oh my goodness. Um, you know what I'm really looking forward to is again, we just have been on five-year roll with shoot, um, is actually a really great summer with my family. Um, we've planned out, we planned out shoot for the entire year. We know where we are, what we're doing. Um, we will actually take off July and August a little bit, a little bit, uh, to kind of give our volunteers a little breather. Um, uh, but cause again, we've been on a run, that's for sure. Yeah. But, um, uh, literally, but, uh, but with that, it's, it's, we, my husband and I sat down and we planned out the entire summer and we just have a great summer of just fun with the family and, uh, getting to see family and friends. So it's, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. Uh, goals come in all shapes and sizes. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. the best ones is just time away to spend with your family. Um, yes. So aside from God, who do you go to when life gets tough? I would say my husband, definitely. He's, he's my person. You know, when, when, uh, when the idea of shoot came to be, he was the first person I went to. And I said, I had this crazy idea. And he was like, (laughs) Oh gosh, what are you doing now? (laughs) But uh, he's always been my support system. I mean, throughout um, everything I do, I always bounce um, everything off him. He's, he's my person. And then uh, aside from physical activity, what are other ways that you care for yourself? Um, you know, I meditate. I'm a, mm. I I do a lot of meditation. I do that every day, right alongside, right before a workout, I meditate. Um, so that's one thing that I, I always make sure I do, um, no matter what. Um, I also, I, I love to spend time with my family and friends. I mean, that's very important. I think it's because we're, you know, I do a lot of the shoot stuff. It's again, it's that balance that I'm trying to find. So, uh, whether it's on a run with a friend or if it's out to lunch or doing whatever, it's just spending time with, with my other, with, uh, with others. It's important. I, I, I mean, this has been such a great and awesome conversation. I have loved this, uh, I think I, I can't even remember what episode it is. And I'm not, I don't even think I'm to 20 yet. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's been so fun to unpack both sides of this, right? Uh, and, and especially for those who have been listening since the beginning and always just hear about us caring for ourselves. It's amazing to hear a story of both caring for ourselves and caring for other people. And not that a lot of our other guests haven't done it, but to see such a great example of giving back to the community and what we can do in that in that sense. And so, Robin, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, like I said, we'll have uh, we'll have shoot information. We'll have a shoot of information uh, <laughs> uh, in the podcast notes so that you all can connect with uh, both connect with Robin, connect with shoot, see all the great things. If you're in the Richmond running community and you're listening to this podcast, make sure you go. Uh, it sounds like they've got boxes all over the place. If you're not, um, you know, I don't know where you're listening to this. You're not that far from Richmond. So just take a drive. Um, I say that because, you know, when you see the map, we do have some listeners in like Texas and out West. So friends, you aren't that far from Richmond. And I will say we've, uh, because I was at the expo, 
Um, I had, uh, I've actually had people ship me shoes. So there we you can go. do that too. Yeah. I've had running, right. running clubs ship me shoes, which is awesome. That's a great oh, one. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I just love to get these kinds of guests on, guests that not only speak to the nature of how they care for themselves, but guests that can speak to the nature of how that helps them in their ability to care for others. We heard from Robin over and over again, the balance that she takes in her life. You know, she admits sometimes shoot is the number one thing, but she also names that it cannot always be the number one thing. Sometimes she has to find ways to care for herself so that uh, she can uh, care for her family, care for her friends, and, and even most importantly, care for herself. And so I hope you heard that today as Robin shared her story, as Robin shared her journey, uh, and as we all continue to build theologies of self-care that hopefully help to bring us into a healthier place as we consider this balance. And, and to offer this story as one that is not, you know, we don't hear, we hear from all of these pastors on here so far, and I get it, you know, uh, I'm a pastor, and so I'm very connected with pastors. I can get them on here fairly easily, uh, even in the midst of their busy schedules. But it's always good to bring in others, bring in other perspectives of what it looks like for them to care for themselves and what it also looks like for them to care for others. And so I hope you heard that come out today and got a little bit of insight into what it looks like for Robin and maybe even a little thought of what what it could look like for you as well, because that is what we are here to do, to, to build a theology of self-care for ourselves and in our lives. And if you are interested in knowing or learning more about Shoot, if you are in the Richmond area and you would like more information, or if you would just like more information about Shoot, even if you don't live in the Richmond area, or you are interested in these sorts of Shoe drives and Shoe donations, uh, they happen all over the place. And so I'd encourage you to, to take this opportunity and help these sort of organizations that give back to the community uh, using things that, that oftentimes don't get used to the end of their life, things that can be reused, things that can be recycled. And so I invite you to consider what that might look like in your life. Shude's information, Robin's information is going to be in the show notes. Check it out. See all the cool things she has going on. Also, don't forget to, to check out our own social media at Active Faith Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to join us in the Active Faith community on Facebook. That is a Facebook group. I always say a Facebook group that is dedicated to supporting and encouraging one another. We've got all sorts of folks who post in there to support and encourage one another. Uh, and so if you want a community of support in that way, please feel free to join us over there. That is Active Faith Community on Facebook. Link is going to be in the show notes. And then also, uh, you know, we would be grateful if you would follow or subscribe to, to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. It doesn't matter what it is. If, if you can't find it, shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram, uh, but follow and subscribe to us there. And you know what? I, I would love it. We're, we're getting started and, and we don't have any yet on Apple Podcasts. We've got some some ratings, but we don't have any reviews. So let's, let's see if we can get some reviews up there on Apple Podcasts. Let's hear what you are loving about this show what you are loving about these episodes. I would love to hear some feedback as we continue to move forward. And don't forget to share it with others. Share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram. Don't forget to tag active, at Active Faith Pod on both of those. And I will make sure to give you a shout out. I try and catch all those as they come in. Uh, so make sure you tag the podcast so that I can see it. And I will give you a shout out. 
And now may God bless each of us, and may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen.